Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to Behind the Veil, a show that provides insight into the world of weddings. I'm your host, Keith Willard. Welcome back. Uh, today, we have a great guest to talk about the top challenges that salespeople are facing and how to solve them. Now, of course, a lot of those challenges have dramatically changed over the, the last year and a half and will continue to provide additional challenges. And so we're going to be talking about that as well. And on the flip side, for people that are looking to purchase or hire vendors, you know, some of those same challenges are going to be on their side as well. So it's important to see both sides. And so, again, we're going to be talking about all of those things. But before we get started, let me introduce Marcy Gutenberg with An Affair to Remember by Marcy. Hi, Marcy. Hi, Keith. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you again. And then, of course, the always gorgeous Brooke Logan Stoner. Hi, Brooke. Hello. Salutations, snacks. How is everyone? <laughs> Never know. Just never know. All right. Well, let me introduce Meryl Snow. So Meryl, let me just pop her up right on the screen. So Meryl uh, carries 30 years of experience owning and event planning, high-end catering and design and decor companies. And she is the founder and owner of Snowstorm Solutions, where she serves as a senior consultant and sales trainer for businesses across North America and provides training for clients in the areas of sales, marketing, design, branding, She's also the co-founder of the Philadelphia-based uh, catering company, Festivities Events, and its subsidiaries, Offshoots, Decor, Philadelphia's Picnic Company, and, and Philadelphia's Picnic Company. Wow. Okay. There's a lot. That was a mouthful. You know, I, gotta, I, ha I really need to shorten that bio no, <laughs> a little no. long. Actually, I felt, I felt that it was absolutely appropriate because you're going to you're the expert in this, and I want to actually hear that you have a, a, a great background, which you do, obviously. Um, and here's but, the other thing. This yeah. 33 years thing, that's yeah. definitely coming out because I don't tell people it's 33 <laughs> years anymore because then they think, oh, my God, she's so old, you know, yeah. and old thinking. So I'm getting that out, too. So thank you for reminding me. I have to be. No, no, no. You know what? Like, and and I, I say that all the time. We were in the car uh, with Brooke and, and and we were talking about when I lived in Dallas and I'm like, oh, well, gosh, that was over two decades ago. And I that no that two decades two decades two, two decades, decades right <laughs> at least like, i wasn't centuries you know so know. that's true <laughs> but it, it's true um so well let's talk about today's today's subject because obviously covid has made a huge change in just the world of sales alone right you're you're catering oh, yeah. you're catering manager 20 the beginning of 2020 you are killing it you are blowing your goal out of the water. You cannot wait to the end of first quarter because you know that bonus check is going to be amazing. And then, mm -hmm. boom, right? The whole world shuts down. You're probably postponed. Your job is, you know, put on hold. Everything. Everything. Everything, everything dies, right? Everything dies. So, you know, Keith, here, here's the thing. I was at a conference yeah. And during this whole thing, so I was, and my husband kept texting me and yeah. saying, okay, we, we lost this event. We lost this event. We lost this event. I'm like, God damn it. Stop texting me. I cannot. I mean, because it was almost a million dollars by the time I got home. And I was like, oh my God, this is like, I mean, you know why? Because thinking back to March, right. many of us were thinking that we'd probably be back to normal by this point, you know? This pandemic brought the industry to its knees. And it really did. It is and honestly, crazy. And, 
And by the way, you're, I, I felt like your cussing was totally appropriate because that is okay, the, the kind of shitty world. Is, seriously. That I, really think every, I think everybody, I think it was Cater Source. Yeah. It was that conference. Oh, it was Cater Source. That's out. right. That's, well, it was unbelievable. And to be honest, I bet there was a lot of people out there cussing anyway because it did. It screwed oh, yeah. everybody. It screwed it everybody. So now, but here's the thing is now you're a catering manager, you're a brand new catering manager, or even if you're okay. a DOT, you're, and yeah. you're starting to get Just anybody out. in the industry, anybody yeah. in our industry, because it happened to all of us. Events were shut down. Right. So how do people start selling again? How do they build that trust? How do they build those relationships? Because I have to tell you, as an event planner, my world is completely messed up because everybody that I thought I knew were at different hotels are no longer there. They're mm -hmm. elsewhere. So now it's about mm -hmm. building new relationships with the new people that are in now in those positions, you know, and then helping them you know, try to hopefully expand their, their ability to sell moving forward, you know, bringing them people, building those relationships. Yeah. Back but, you know, I, but today I really want to focus on like, you know, the catering salespeople and the salespeople in general. Well, this um, not, just, yeah, salespeople in general, because I think that, because we're a planner as well and a designer. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's all the same. It's all, right. we're, we, we produce events, yeah. but, you know, and, and, We've had this, Keith, before, like in the in the early 80s, mm. the industry had faced a sequence of these crises, you know, and some more serious than the others. But right. they were all highly impactful in at least some part of the industry. I mean, do you remember Black Monday in the stock market meltdown in 87? You probably don't remember that. I don't remember. <laughs> you do? And, and how about in the 1990s? Well, and then there's 9-11. And then the 2008 Great Recession. 2008, you know, you know, you but know it, it, nothing is like what we've seen. Nothing, absolutely nothing. But we will survive it. And, we will. And, and, and yeah, and the good thing is lifestyle and social events will come back with a vengeance. And I think destination events were going to take a little while to right. come back. But the other good thing is since people have been locked up for so long they weren't <laughs> spending as much money and that means there's right. more money to our budgets so oh, it's more we, money oh, to oh, us yeah well, and, so, but, you know a lot, but, uh, people's um uh how people want to do their wedding is dramatically mm -hmm. changing like it's all more about the experience less people so my phone yeah. is ringing. Yeah, but I'm tired of the micro wedding. So yeah, I, I, and, I and most, hear that again. And so are most people. Most people are, are done with micro weddings, but they do want a more intimate affair. Like right. they're, they're looking for that 60, 70, 80 person. On average, that's pretty much the leads that are coming in where before they were 150, 200, 250. Right. So right. I am seeing that change that people are a little bit more specific about who they want to invite to their to their wedding. You know, but of right. course, that's a, but that, that's a new challenge for a salesperson because now oh, it's huge, right? Because you still have to make your minimum for the, the room. So, right. you know, how, how do you, how do, okay, let's start somewhere. What, what are you, what are you selling, telling salespeople now? What is kind of your opening remark to salespeople when they're coming to your class or coming to you and saying, what do I do? Um, my, my opening remark is, <clears throat> excuse me, the game's changed. 
You know, yeah. um, sales is not about touting accolades and awards. It's it's you have to build a confidence in them to make them feel safe because people don't know if this new strain is going to you know set everybody back. I mean, nobody knows. So right. the sale. So it's not about saying how wonderful you are and how fabulous and these are our awards. It's not. It is. It is making a connection. And and you know what? It's making a connection was started from way back when. I mean, that's sales. That's sales 101 is making the connection. Right. But um, they have to make sure that they know who their client is and the qualifying questions that they're asking and things like that. So it, they really have to do their homework. It's, it truly isn't. We're not order takers. And no. salespeople in our industry, though, are pretty much order takers. Let me tell you why, Keith. It's mm. because... People in our industry are yeah. in it because they have a passion for what they do. And, right. you know, whether they're a baker or a musician or a photographer, they're in this because they have a passion for what they do. They're not right. in this because they're salespeople or even business people. Right. And that's the big difference of our industry is, is our people don't know how to sell. They just don't because they're not they're not salespeople. And and they're, to be honest, not. real no, real salespeople would never be in our business because number one, they work way too hard. And number two, they don't make enough money. <laughs> and, well, I mean, if you know, if you know where you're because I remember when I first started at Hyatt and I was a brand new catering salesperson, never done catering sales before, I had always been in the event side of the world. You know, all of a sudden, oops, let me let get her up. Um, all of a sudden, here we are, you know, in this new industry, and I could build a dream. Oh, gosh, I could mm -hmm. build a dream, you know, to walk clients through the space and, and oh, imagine this, do this, oh, visually, visually, visually. And actually, I had, you know, because, because I was new, they made my sales goal, like, really small, thinking I yeah. would never reach it. <laughs> and I was like, and I ended up having, they had to give me a check, which was like 10 times my bonus. And, I, and then I, re I remember you, that the, you're not the norm, Keith. Yeah, you are wait, not the norm. But, but my favorite thing was that when the GM came to hand me my check, he said, don't get used to this. <laughs> and I went, wow. Okay. I'm new in sales and not my boss's boss just told me not to get used to this. I think you would want me to get used to this. That's yes. Right. Do this every single time, you know, sell, 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 sell. But you know, but that's a big. But again, I think that comes from having a business before, and then going into catering sales, and still having the mindset yeah. that you know, money, money supports the business. You know, money right. supports the making sure that the lights stay on. Money makes sure that I still have a job. So mm -hmm. I, that I was lucky because I came in from from that perspective. So I always knew that the contract. First of all, a contract isn't a real contract until they sign it, and you get a deposit. That's right, check. and you have the money. Yep, and the money. Yep, yep, but, yep. But you know, so you know, you're a beginning salesperson, you're coming in, you're you're saying, okay, I don't know how to sell. What are the questions that people should be asking? What salespeople what are questions salespeople should be asking right off, like right when they first meet couples? And I get asked all the time. I mean, I, they, how do you sell? And I was like, right. how do you sell? You know, because if you're not selling you, you're mm -hmm. not selling. You know, it because the moment somebody engages with you, they're judging you first 
Then right. they're judging what they're buying and then they're judging the company. If you're, so you're selling yourself first. And a lot of people don't understand that. They, they think that they have to push the company, push the company, push the company, what they're selling and right. talking about like if they're a designer and they're just talking about flowers, and they're, talk, they're not asking the right questions and they're not making that connection. I think these qualifying questions is so important in from the beginning. So we really know what type of client it is. I like that. You said you're, you're selling yourself first, then the company. Mm -hmm. And I agree with that a hundred percent because people buy people, people don't they buy do. brands, you know, not on, on, on a level of this, you know, people will, That's you right. know, I, I had a, had a, a boss at Ritz Carlton that once told me that, you know, well, really the name sells itself. And it was so hurtful because I'm like, that's not true. You know, no, what? the name that, you know what, the name got those people there, right? But the salesperson has to book it. And that's the exactly. thing, the brand that the, the Ritz Carlton is the brand and the brand right. is strong and it got the people there. But if a salesperson is not good, if they don't have confidence in that salesperson, it's not going to book. No. They'll go down the street to the hundred percent. St. Yeah. Regis, one of them, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. But that's what I'm saying. And so you're a new salesperson. How, you, what do you do? You need to get some confidence in yourself first. Do you need to know yourself oh first? Is yeah, that you, one you of those definitely things? need to know yourself. You know, I'm, I'm a strong believer in personality tests. Yeah. And I and really knowing who you are. Like yeah. I adore Myers Briggs test, and I don't hire anybody <clears throat> until they take a test. I'm an ESTJ. You are? Yes. I'm an ENTJ. That's why we oh, like each other. <laughs> All right. Myers Briggs, guys. If you're if you're listening out there, I'm just telling you, Google it, do a Myers Briggs. Yeah, I can test. give you the free test link. It's Kissa yeah. K-I-S-A dot C A forward slash personality. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna wait, take wait. mine again. I you know, it's been a long time since I've taken mine. I Wait, don't even remember what I was and I need to, it, you don't change. You, no, you strange. don't. Because even when you were yeah. a kid, oh, pretty Bobby's yeah. back or Brooke's back. I yeah, know. Brooke's back. <laughs> um, and while we're on this little break here, you know, Marcy, yeah. it looks like you have this crown above your head. It does. Uh, it does. It looks like a crown. <laughs> Can we go there? Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it looks like a crown. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait, give me that Myers-Briggs free website again. It's Kissa, K-I-S-A, uh -huh. dot, dot C-A, uh -huh. forward slash personality. Dot com? And then, no, just, no, dot, no, dot com. It's C-A, it's, it's for a Canadian site. Got it. That's Beautiful. the C-A part. But it is amazing to read about it because the, the key thing is, folks, if you're going to take this test, is the answer, the first thing that pops into your mind. Because don't overthink these questions. And if you answer the first thing that pops in, you will get a true reading. And most people, I'm yep. saying nine out of 10 people read it and say, oh, my God, this is me. And so um, it's the, I and I don't hire anybody um, that doesn't take a test. Oh, I don't either. Well, I know that's actually not true. I'll, I'll, I hire people because I, they do a, they do a really good job, and I'm actually fairly good at hopefully reading people. But I put the I put the link down below us. So if you if if you're a new salesperson, definitely take this. Take oh, this even if you're an old salesperson. Yeah. Even if you're an old salesperson. 
Oh my God. I feel like that's our very first little nugget of information. Know yourself, yeah. know your strengths, know, know your yourself. weaknesses yeah. because and make those work for you because it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the other thing is once you know your, your strengths and your weaknesses, because you, people know it, like uh, I'm not organizational. I'm not this, I'm not this, but I'm good at this, this, and this, write them down. And then you'll know what your strengths and your weaknesses are. And you go into a meeting and say, you know what? One of my weaknesses is that I need to listen more. And so you go into a meeting and you say, okay, I'm going to listen more. Where'd everybody go? Oh, I I have you full screen. Don't worry. Why? (laughs) So I can drink. (laughs) It's it's our chance to have a drink while you're you're full screen. Oh, that's um, unfair. So I I don't get a drink? Well, it's okay. I was watching. I was watching Brooke making sure she was able to down it before I brought you back. Oh, and I, <laughs> I, just, I just picked mine up. And sorry, right. I just picked mine up. No, no, no. It's it's a way so people can really see your face, and and we can do some advertising below you with your website. So, and oh, when, okay. when that happens, don't don't. Okay, forget. I won't I guess, say I it again. I won't say. No, it no, again. it's okay. It's funny. I love it. I love <laughs> and, this is why I, li- I love a live show because I just love. Awesome. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> And what are you drinking, Brooke? Looks like beer. White Claw. Uh, White White Claw. Claw. (laughs) Look, we're all like White Claw. We all know her. (laughs) I'm tougher than that. I'm just on a diet. Yeah, she is. I don't know why, because she looked amazing. Anyway, Anyway, so back to salespeople. Know yourself, right? You're new, you're old, whatever. Know yourself. What would be another piece of information that you would give somebody that you were like, you know, you're having a conversation like this and you say, you know, in general, this is what I would do to help uh, beef you up I, as a salesperson. Right. Yeah. The other one would be they're not asking the right questions and listening because mm-hmm. like questioning is such a vital skill in communication. You know, asking right. the right questions, it allows you to gain an insight into the mind of the client. Right. But, you know, anyone can ask questions. But to be successful, you have to know the right questions to ask. And the problem with our industry is Mm. whatever field that we're in, whether we're a designer or a florist or or whatever, we think that we know the client. We think that we know exactly how the event should be. So if you're at the Ritz-Carlton, you know that it's going to be a sit-down dinner. They have the cocktails over here. Maybe they'll have the... uh, the ceremony over here, here's your three little options. We think we know what they're going to be, right? Right. But we truly don't know the client. We don't know their triggers. And that's probably the most important thing is knowing what the what the triggers are. So instead of, of asking, like, if, if um, a wedding couple calls up on the phone and says, I'm getting married in um, on June 7th, and most of the time – the salesperson would say, great, congratulations. How many people, where are you having it? Uh, you know, what were you thinking about doing? What is your vision? Get rid of that out of your vocabulary. Um, <laughs> and they're just asking the same damn thing all the time, right? Yeah. And totally. the client's used to this. So they call the next company and the same thing. But what if our salesperson does something a little differently? And right. what if, you know, the the sales, or the um the client oh, says, I'm yeah. getting married in June. And the salesperson says, all right, call me crazy. I've been doing this for like 20 years, but <laughs> I still love hearing about the engagement story. 
And then first she's taken like a back a little bit. Or he, right. Taking it back. And then what wedding doesn't want to talk about the engagement story, right? So then yeah, this one may say, well, we were on top of the Empire State Building. And I'm thinking, cha-ching, right? <laughs> I'm not the Empire, or the, actually, not even the Empire State Building, like, um, what in Paris? What's that one? Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Eiffel Tower. Or, or she may say, well, we were at Denny's, and they put this parfait <laughs> in front of me, and I saw this little glimmery thing, and I'm digging nice. down, digging down, and oh my God, here's my ring. This is my wedding ring. <laughs> Are we talking about two different brides here or two different clients? A hundred percent. Yet we treat them the same way. So there's exactly. a series of questions. I'm going to just give you a couple more. Um, one of the other questions I like to oh, ask so, is. Yeah, yeah. What's the other question what? that you want to ask? No, okay. no. I, because because before, sorry, just really quick. Tell people what a trigger is. I, I As basic, I know that seems super basic. But you mentioned it, trigger. You got to know your client's triggers, and and these questions are ways of discovering that. Yes. What is a trigger? But what's a trigger? A trigger yeah. to them is something that will bother them, right? And something or something that's really really important to them, right? So I want to find out what's going to bother them and what's really important to them, and that's why these series of seven questions is so important because by the end of this conversation back and forth that I really know this client. It's not right. that they're having their event at this venue and they're and they are having 200 people and they're having this. I really know the client. So the next right. question I would ask is, well, tell me, how do you want your guests to feel when they leave your wedding? Oh my God, you're like literally listening in on one of my phone calls. <laughs> and then, good, good, because you're a good salesperson, Keith, that's know, why. Just, oh my God, I just literally had this exact same conversation this morning. It's right, and then she's, she may say, or he may say, this whole he, she thing and they, yeah. them is driving me nuts. I can't do this. <laughs> um, and I'm trying really, really hard. So I hope I don't offend anybody. Ah, you're but going he, fine. She, they, um, yeah. they may say, yeah. well, I want them to think it was the most sophisticated, elegant wedding that they've ever been to. Or someone else may say, I want them to think it was the best party with just tons of liquor and dancing. Two different, two different clients, right? Two different clients. Yes. hundred percent. different clients. Yet we treat them the same way. Right. It's craziness. Crazy craziness. So I'm going to just give you a couple more because I think yeah. it's important. I right. think, no, I feel like these are really important. And these are for weddings. And do not, we're only talking about weddings because you do not ask these questions to corporate event planners. And I know <laughs> your your audience, I know your audience is weddings, but I do want to give the two questions that we do ask corporate event planners because other people do other things besides weddings, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, yeah, and, yeah. and about 50% of my business is corporate. So it is a, it is oh, a very- Okay, so then I will do that. No, no, but I mean, All it's right. similar questions, just state it in a different way. Kind of trying to get to the questions end. to corporate. Yeah. 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 But if if we ask these questions to a corporate planner, I think they'd hang up on us. Oh my God. Yeah. If we ask them like, oh, yes. how did you mean? Yeah, right. They would <laughs> hang up. They would hang up. So the, the next question I would ask is um, you know, what's your deal breaker? Because somebody may say, um, my deal breaker is if I see a damn chocolate fountain again, I will just explode or or a photo booth or whatever. I mean, I don't know what their deal breaker is. Right. Um, or if I see a mason jar, mason jar, you know? <laughs> um, 
So I need to know what they're, what they're, what's triggering them. Then the other one I would ask is, have you, I bet you've been to a lot of weddings recently. Well, not in 2020, but, um, and they said, yeah, I've been to 10. Yeah. I've been to 10 weddings. I'm like, oh, great. Well, tell me like the three things that you absolutely loved. Well, I love how they had dancing in between courses, and I love that they had late night fights, and I love blah, blah, blah. I have no idea what her loves are. Right. And then I would ask, and then I would ask, well, the, tell me the three things that you didn't love so much. Somebody oh, may say, I hated that they had dancing in between <laughs> courses. I hated they had more food just keep coming up. What I, who knows what it is, but I am writing every <laughs> single thing they say down because oh, I need these for the clothes. I know I my them. favorite was, I hated the damn candy table. All those nasty fingers. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I was like, okay, yes. got you. Okay, no, no yeah. candy table. Okay, done. Yeah, but, they, but even, like, even, Right. But even if she does says, oh, I love the candy table. We know exactly what client we're talking to. Right. So these questions are so important, but yet we we treat them the same way. You know, especially in the beginning. So it's important. I'm sorry, Marcy. I didn't mean to cut sorry, you off. No, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Marcy. What's up? No, I was just going to say, it's like, it's basically, it's about passive listening versus active listening. You yes. really want to get to know your client. You have to be invested and involved with listening to what your client's likes and dislikes are. Oh, look yes. who read, me, uh, read the book. Me too. I read that book. <laughs> <laughs> Passive and active listening. Passive oh my and God. active listening. Huge, True. Huge it's, in the sales it's really industry. big, but but I don't think a lot of people realize that that um, they they just going through the motions and and they're, to me they're like order takers. Like the call comes in and they're just going down their inquiry sheet and right. you know setting out a proposal, wasting their time setting out a proposal without knowing oh the client. <laughs> you know, it's the worst. It's it is the worst. And, and, you know, and the thing is, is that when you have to really like what you do, if you're a salesperson in this industry and you ask those questions that you mentioned before, how many people, if you start your conversation with what's your budget? Yes. You don't even say the budget. Yeah. Click. Because honestly, yep. you know, that is the worst thing that you can ask a, a bride right up front. It's important information. Okay. You've got to get it at some point, but you got to find unique and interesting ways and in finding that number without, because that puts a ball wall. Immediately sure that puts does. up a wall between you and, sure and the client. And a lot and, of times they don't even know. They don't even know what the budget is at that point. They're still no, they don't. Or they're not going to give it to you. Yeah. Right? They're just not going to give it to you or because they think you'll it. spend the whole thing. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, one of the easy ways that we find out what their budget is without even using the budget is after we have this whole conversation, we ask our seven qualifying questions and we really get to know who this client is. I said, okay, right. I think I got it. Let me see. Let me do a recap to make sure I have it. And then I just, now I'm telling a story about what we just talked about. And this is the first time she, they heard their wedding story. Right. And then I said, do I, do I, do I have it right? And, and they'll say, oh my God, that's exactly what I'm thinking. And this truly is, she's had it in her head, but she hasn't had it. You know, nobody said it to, nobody told her the story. Then I say to her, well, I can give you a range. It'll be between, you know, 12,000 to 15,000. And then I shut up and then I just say, are you comfortable with that? Yeah. And they're either going to say yes or no. 
<laughs> they're going well, to say, um, yeah, I think, does it include this, this, and this? And I'm like, yeah. Or they're going to say, um, no, my father only gave me 20000 for the for the whole event. Right. You know, so at least we know who we're talking to. Then there's other ways to get around all that. But So talking yeah. about money, one of the big questions that salespeople get are not questions. I guess it's more of a comment from the, the, the client side is they say, well, you know, we want to get married, but we also want to buy a house. Mm -hmm. And it happens. It happens a all lot. the time. It does. Says, but it, did, you know, it did before, too. I mean, it did but, years ago, too. Well, yeah. So, you know, how do you because now you you like like me, I'm such so involved with my weddings that I actually go, oh, gosh, you know, you know, I got to really make sure. But but they they are very two different things. I had a there was a, an accountant friend of mine from Hyatt, actually, that used to say your financial issues cannot become my financial issues when she would be talking to people about Bill, you know, getting their, their paying them. So she would always say over the phone. It's so much like a Hyatt salesperson just saying. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> your financial issues cannot become my financial issues. But she was on the accounting side, you know, so she was amazing oh. at getting people to pay their, their remaining okay. balances. But oh, it, it always kind of reminds me that, you know, they are two separate stories. And a lot of times I have to, you know, when I'm talking to my clients after they've hired me, I'm like, look, nobody cares really if you're buying a house or not. Don't do not include that in the conversation. It's going to be the worst possible thing you can do because it um, immediately will put the salesperson up. I said, you know, we have a budget. That's your budget. They don't need to know any additional information about your life. They're not going to get you a better price because um, you're trying to buy yeah. a house or anything. They're probably going to raise it. You know, and, is this is this podcast for for um, brides as well? It is. It's for both. It's for the industry at large. Oh, it's okay. But no, it's I. I feel like information is is important on either. No, I, I'm transparent. I mean, I, you know, I, I tell everything. Okay. Oh, me too. But and you're that's right. And I feel like, you know, it's important that, and salespeople need to also understand that, you know, it is mm -hmm. two separate things. And sometimes you just have to be able to say, I, I totally get, I, said, oh, I remember when I bought my first house, it was such mm -hmm. an incredible thing, you know, but I would really suggest that you separate those two. You know, mm -hmm. you really need to figure out what your budget's going to be for the wedding, you right. know, irregardless of what you're trying to do with the house. You got to separate it now because if you try to keep, yeah, those two combined up until the wedding, it's going to drive you crazy. You got to right. make a separation. And you, could, you could also say to them, well, aren't you lucky because mortgage rates are so low. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Right? You can still have your dream wedding. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right? Oh, my goodness. Brooke, you good? You have Brooke's some technical difficulties. Yeah, she looks amazing. I <laughs> have duct taped every single... Keith, you know what's going on with the... It's time yeah. to buy a new one. <laughs> <laughs> Her light keeps falling. So she's oh, like, I have everything this. duct taped. <laughs> <laughs> so I should be good for the next... Yeah, hopefully good. we got enough 30 minutes left. We'll be yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be fine. All right. So, okay. So uh, they get to the point they're they're they are happy. You've walked them through the process. You're drawing up a contract, right? They're trying to seal the deal. What are some what are some tips on on getting them to cross that finish line? Because it's not real really to the client until they're ready to sign it and hand you That's over right. that big check. Right. 
And I think that what salespeople have to know is that they are closing from the moment they speak to the client. I mean, they're, oh, yeah. they're closing. So there is no, like, everybody asks me, what's your best closing line? What's your best closing line? I said, I don't have a closing line. You know, my closing that's, line that's is clear. right. Well, let's get you on the calendar. <laughs> I said, because you're closing from the beginning. And when, because you know this client so well. So if I have a client that is kind of teetering, but I have all her triggers or Mm -hmm. triggers, I have all the triggers. And I would say, you know, if, if I know that they're kind of teetering, right. All I would do was say, you know what? Our service staff is so exceptional, which means that your friends are not going to have to wait at the bar for a drink. Now, what's happened here is two things, which means because the words which means is used to get your attention. That's just a human thing that we have. If you, if somebody says which means to you, yeah. you're saying, okay, something important is going to happen now. <laughs> uh, so it's true because we as humans do that. So we always oh, say, our, because if I said our service is so outstanding, I, I mean, that goes over their head because everybody's saying that, right? right. But if I say I know her, one of her triggers is that she, you know, she wants the best wedding better than any of her friends. You know, friends are very, very important. So if I gave her a trigger and I said, our service is so outstanding, which means your friends are not going to wait in line at the bar. And she is mortified thinking, oh, my God, that could happen. So Mm -hmm. now she's going to go to the next venue or hotel or the caterer and say, how many bartenders do you have on? Or how many separate bars do you have? When I know, because I know who who else they're seeing, doesn't have the same staff. So that would be one of the questions that I would ask. Another one, and these are, I'm getting these from all their triggers. So then I would say, oh my God, the chef is so wonderful. You know what? Which means, which means Instagram is going to be on fire. <laughs> you know, they, they they eat this stuff up. I mean, they oh, do. Funny. They, everybody's going to be pinning it, or or you know, you know, or our service is so wonderful, which means your mother in law is not going to have a damn thing to say because maybe the mother in law is the, the trigger. You know, mm-hmm. so as long as she's not writing the check. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you could be a pain in the ass. That's right. But, you know, uh, you you can be a bigger pain in the ass if you have a bigger check. I'm just saying. That's right. That's right. Sold. I agree 110%. Sign on the dotted line. My mouth. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. But yeah, that, I, I totally get that. Yeah. And and knowing the triggers. But I think a, a salesperson also should never be afraid to ask a, about who else you're going to go see. Who else oh, are you totally. looking at? Yeah. Yeah. And 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 if it's a, if it's a competitor, you say, you know what? They do a nice job. Yes. You, know, you don't oh, bash anybody, but bash if it's anybody. not a competitor, you say, "Huh." Hmm. You know, we we don't get we don't get linked together too often. That's interesting, and you leave it at that because they'll think, "Oh, geez," you know, because you need to do that, but you don't say anything bad about them, right? Well, well we're I, always yeah. looking cordial to the right home. Right, exactly. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it need be, but but seriously, I mean, right? There's, I mean, but that's a big problem in in this in our world because it is a small world. I mean, catering company catering managers go from hotel to hotel to hotel 
like nothing right. because it's the only way basically they can get a raise is by going right. to a right. hotel, right? Because the hotels have a, are horrendous about giving their own people raises based on merit. I mean, if you have a salesperson that's killing it, give that person a raise for goodness sakes, you know, or you're going to end mm -hmm. up paying more money later because they're going to leave you and your sales are going to drop. Anyway, that's a whole different thing. But I like that. I love the fact that you say, don't say anything bad about other hotels because no. one day they want to be at that hotel. I'm just saying, mm -hmm. you know, you don't yeah, want right. to say, oh, the St. Regis. Her Plus, you, you, you look bad. Hotel, so. Yeah, right. Yeah. There you go. Plus, you look bad. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, yeah. Not if you're well, so, good. <laughs> right. But I mean, when you, because when you say bad things about other people, it doesn't reflect badly on them. It reflects no, it badly doesn't. on you. It's true. You know, that. so you, so you have to be very, very careful in who you gossip with. Like, you know, That's I can right. tell Marcy and Brooke anything. I mean, I we 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 can bash on the ride home. So you have a pact. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, you may have overshared, actually. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> well, it was 2 o'clock in the morning and we're tired. Shut up. <laughs> But you're always selling. I mean, as they say, yes, you're always selling, always be selling. And you're not right. selling a product, but you're selling the vision. You're selling the, the idea. You're selling the you are. experience. Yeah. One of, you you know, do, you, do you really suggest that if people, because, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, getting invested with your clients, learning, you know, hearing about their wedding and repeating it back to them. And you have to be excited about what you do. You have to be excited about, you know, what you are doing. Uh, do, do you suggest people that aren't good, are, are not excited about this, find a different to Get out of this, to, yeah, get out, be in the back of the house, you know, right? be in, you in have planning. So patience and some tough oh my God. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. And, and, you know, you, Extroverts, it, it helps to be an extrovert, but introverts can sell too. They they learn to put it on, to put on the show. You know, if you're right. an introvert by nature, you can certainly learn to be an extrovert. And and that is somebody that's excited and, and it, because they want you to be excited for them. Um, and that's not right. hard to do. I mean, even though we do this every single weekend, you know, um, right. but um, right. it's not that hard to do. You know, it's funny because, in, in hotel sales, and I've, um, I have a couple of hotel clients, right. and what I find with the hotel sales managers is that they are little robots, and they follow the, they follow the rules, and they don't deviate, and the salespeople that, that get out of the, the typical literally the inquiry sheet, all the questions that you have to ask that go burned away from that and make the real connection. They're the ones that are making the sales. Right. And, and this was an issue for like, there's some really, I've seen some really strong hotel salespeople right. and it is that they're not being compensated properly either. Because they don't do commissions or something, they're usually um, salary or hourly, and, and I was like, get out of the hotel business. Because <laughs> a strong well, salesperson can make a lot of money business. somewhere. That's right, well, and a strong salesperson can make a lot of money somewhere. And they and yeah. they really can. And the thing is, is that if you're a salesperson, also I would highly recommend you know back up what you say. Do not make false promises to in order to make oh. the sale. It is not worth it. At the end of the no. day. It is not yeah. worth it 
to give false promises. That's I, right. I, because you want to under promise over deliver. Mm-hmm. Under promise over deliver. Please have integrity. Right? Yes. And if you don't, exactly. the ones that rise to the top are the ones that, number one, have integrity, first and foremost. That's right. Well, and, and I tell people, you know, I tell my clients, my brides, I'm like, get it in writing because salespeople will change. So even though we all know we buy for people, we meet with a salesperson, they're amazing, we love them, they show us all the, but don't forget to look at the facts of the place because, and right. get it in writing. Get it in writing. I don't care if it's in an email from the person, you know, after the fact where they say, oh, you know what? Um, oh, if you sign, we'll give you an, uh, an extra night here at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. get it in the email saying, I just want to double check that we are still good with the extra night. Be very specific yes. and get a response because the yes. hotel will honor it as long as you have proof. But mm-hmm. you got to have proof. You can't just say, well, this is what they told me. Yeah, yeah, because again, because it, it, people people move. But that's why I also want to make sure that when we're talking about salespeople, that you when you leave your position to go somewhere else, leave it in a state that makes you proud. Because that's good advice, Keith. Good advice. Because it does, it will follow you. That that will follow you. If somebody, another salesperson comes in and they are left with a mess to clean up, they're going to talk. They're going to talk. And sooner oh, or later, she's got to mop up behind the bar. Right. But it, that's right. But that's yeah, right. That, well, so, go ahead. You know that um, uh, our industry has been pretty shattered. And, you know, a lot of salespeople have left our industry because yeah, a lot of good people, actually. A, a, a lot of good people have left. And, um, or a lot of people have just been furloughed and want to stay in it. But this is the time to, 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 to grab some good salespeople. I did. Uh, you know, I, you know, I know my competitor salespeople. I know who I right. want. You know, right. I would just contact them and say, mm, "Want a job?" You, know, you grab up some <laughs> lot of good salespeople. It's not like I'm stealing them. They're furloughed. They're done. They're out of work. Right. You know, exactly. or the company closed. You know, so. Yeah. Well, Taylor, what's the best thing you've ever shoplifted in your life? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if any of those people will come back to the industry if they've gone over to a different industry. No, you know know why they're not? Want to know why? And this is not not the hotel world because Mm. you guys have benefits and and structured salaries and stuff like that. But the rest of our industry usually does not give them benefits or not, you know, and it's certainly not nine to five. So they have a taste of this real world out there. And they're saying, oh, my God, I have a life. I have a Saturday. I'm not working at, you know, so. It's going to be hard to get our people back. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, it's the people that love this mess. <laughs> yeah, but this is this is addicting. I have to tell you, what we do is addicting. There are some highs that come with it that you know that aren't part of the normal world out there. You know, corporate America is not based on these like feel these good vibes, these good feelings. Right. Except when you go to a sales meeting, you know, put on by the car, uh, the company to increase sales, so to speak. But, you know, there's something very valuable and fun and joyous about when a client says, and we've said it on the show several times, oh my God, today was the best wedding of my life. This was the wedding of my dreams. It gives you all the feel goods, the adrenaline gets, you know, pumping, uh, you know, so uh, I, I, I went to the corporate world and I missed it. 
I missed mm-hmm. this. And so yeah, I mean, because it's in you, it's, yeah. it's definitely in you, Keith, and not, it's not in everybody. Like no. Some people, it's just a job. They like planning. They like weddings. They like this, but it, it's sometimes it's just not in them. And the other thing is the younger they are, the, right. um, the, the millennials, you know, I think millennials have it right because mm-hmm. I feel like you're the very first person ever to say that. (laughs) I know. And it took me a long time to realize it because no, I think they do have it right because my generation, my kid is watched us work like crazy. Right. So my generation, our kids are watching us work like crazy and, and work weekends and just work. So these kids are saying, "Mm -mm." That's not for me. I'm not. I want my life back. And right. there, and if you notice, that's what the work-life balance is very important to these millennials. So really I think they may smarter, have it I'm right. Not, so we have. Yeah, work smarter, yeah. not harder. Yeah. There was yeah. a movie I saw this past weekend, and it was about millennials and getting a job. And I'll think of the name of it in a moment, but it was a, it's very much on point of what you're talking about. Oh, good. I want to, Marcy, when you do think of it, let me know, send me an email because I definitely want to see it because I truly think that they have something there that, that, because I, I do think that we work way too hard in our industry. I do. And I don't think that we, you know, it's, and I know we have like this, our, our sales are, you know, seasonal, but it is still, and we're still working hard, but we're not in season. So I think they have something. And, and I think that as managers, we need to manage these millennials by just giving them like five simple incentive type things. I mean, it's it's easy to do. We just need to, to communicate with them and, and cooperate and collaborate. I mean, they, um, they need flexibility. They, they need time off. They need best technology. They need... Be, challenge and grow and they need appreciation they need to be patted on the back they really and do. um yeah they do well and, and that's, that's all and we that, think and while that's a, a new challenge for salespeople on this side of it as well because that is a different take the people that we are selling to today are a very different mindset than the people that we sold to 10 years ago I mean, it's it is like on trail, honey. They just, you know, Max and all that came into like ninth grade. You know, for us, it was like, ooh, you know, yeah, because I mean, yeah. now it, it is, you know, there's how, something to be said about our generation, though, too, that can adapt to, yeah, what the, the way the millennials started out, where we had none of that technology back then. Right. Oh my goodness. Well, okay, we're oh, at the, I know she looks well, she, she's a, lo- she's a lot older than I look. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Oh my God! You're a millennial. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I'm not going to say that how far she's not a millennial, but yeah, she's but, and you're, you're smart. You're and you're a wizard and a genius. Oh my God! Well, Meryl, it was an awesome conversation. Thank you so much for being on on Fun. Uh, So we're gonna have I a love a, you guys. Oh, thank you so much. We're gonna have, we're, well, the fun doesn't stop here because Meryl has decided to stay with us for after the veil. Yay. Oh, she's so, what happens there? You, uh, well, you'll find out. But first, a quick word. Can from I can I smoke my um my vape? I, I <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, you can. We'll be right so, back. More than just entertainment, we understand the importance of the entire wedding day celebration. From the moment you select the date until the day of the celebration. 
we are there to provide you and your family with the peace of mind you deserve. Mike Sype Entertainment of Vincent Productions has been providing entertainment and production nationwide for over 30 years. Our company motto is your day, your way. And our mission is to provide our clients with the most unforgettable entertainment experience while promoting an atmosphere of trust and togetherness. Learn more at themikesite.com. All right. Welcome back to After the Veil. Um, Meryl, I'm so happy that you you st- stuck around. Now, there are real no rules to After the Veil. We don't have a... Okay. Right. No, we, we, we just like to, this is kind of, because one of the things that we realized is that we really loved all the crap that we talked about after the show. <laughs> and so we were like, you know what? Let's, the truth. Let's, yeah. Let, the truth is when, when, when it happens here, because, you know, the, the first part of the show is really be focused on whatever we're talking about in order to get that information out. Um, and then after it's, we just, we just, Hang out. Go bullshit. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah, we, we, bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Well, and like Brooke and I, uh, Marcy, Mercy was kind of part of it because she was a sponsor. But we had this event over the weekend called Love is in the Air, which was a uh, over 30,000 square feet on the top floor of a parking garage. Look and at all this color, honey. I know. That's which oh. is why we're all bright red. That's why Brooke and I, well, Brooke looks But well, you look fabulous. Look, oh, no. Mm, let me tell I mean, you. I'm just saying. I got mm. color correction I had to do today. But you start looking glow- no. glowing. Oh, thank you. Well, no, it's the ring light. Where was right. it? What what city? Uh, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, you're in Florida. Oh, you've been open the whole time. You no. haven't been shut down. No, not that's not true. Not, not, we not, were not Broward. Down. Not Broward and, and Monroe. Oh. No, they, shut, they shut us all the way down, like hardcore. Oh. But we wanted to prove that it, you could do a show, that you could do an event, that it could be safe if you had the right location, the right people, and the right rules. And so we did. It was amazing. We had over 300 people come. Now, of course, when you're on 30,000 square feet and it's over five hours, it never looks busy. But that was the point. Right. Is that, you know, you So wanted- did you do it on the top parking and the top all of the of parking it. lot? Took oh the whole the top of right? so cool. And, and, and That's it's very genius. Cool. It's genius. Yeah. So, and the nice thing about this particular property actually has a big green lawn that we were able to do. So I officiated a wedding. Is that permanent? Oh. Yeah. The green lawn's oh. permanent. So it was so sweet. We actually had somebody take us up on the elopement package, which was $200. You know, so we would marry you for $200. You would get a bouquet. You would get a boutonniere. And we would for marry $200? You. I mean, that's like nothing. What I know. Hell? We would. We married that we would marry you on site, and so it was. In I was so happy that somebody said yes. I, so I, it's the first time I've officiated a wedding in six years, and did a phenomenal <laughs> oh, wow. job too. I might add. Thank oh, you very wow. much. Yeah, oh, it was. It was good. It was, so it was really, really, really good. It was really funny. I really and and they had their marriage license and everything. I was like really surprised they were they were there to do it. I, I was like, all right, good for y'all. Yeah, but oh, really? it was so hot. <laughs> it was so freaking hot. The rest oh, of the country's in like freezing cold, and here in South Florida, we're having you know we're literally uh, having heat strokes. It's it was crazy, crazy. It's hot. snowing here right now. It's snowing. See, here. that's what I'm saying. And and actually, the reason we ran the Mike Slip commercial <laughs> is because he was a major sponsor. So I just wanted to do a little additional thank you to him because he was amazing. Okay. They did all the the entertainment and fun and. I always love when I see people get drunk, like at a wedding. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. <laughs> Something I'm we not do not about you. Don't worry about you. I'm not talking about you. But you know, brides at wedding shows are the my favorite because you know they're just so full of joy and happy, and they're just 
loose and and relaxed and hanging out you really see their real personality at a wedding show like what they're really going to be like because a lot of times when we see them as salespeople, you know they're very they're very controlled you know yes they're organized yeah yeah they got the book out you know book out right when when you have a bride go to a wedding show, she's just there to to be a bride. She wants to wallow in it, roll around in it, and you know it's like, you know, here are my bridesmaids, and I want my free champagne, and give me whatever, you know, give me my, my give me my free pen. <laughs> I, I Out of all the free shit in the world, pen, right? Pen. Yes. I don't know what it is. That's about why pen. we don't do bridal shows. That's why we oh don't do God. bridal shows. Oh, the pen. That was actually a really. It was minus the sunburn I have, which is horrible. It was a success. I it thought was, it was a good it time, was. right? It was. And I was we have, upset with the tequila people breaking down a little earlier than I wanted them to. But uh, anyway, <laughs> the rum people stayed. So yeah, the rum people stayed. Well, Brooke, because we had we had liquor. Sponsors. Do you have any clothes on, Brooke? Yeah, I do actually. At the expo, um, I bought this little. Oh, was do. it a little bikini or is uh, it a no, dress? No, it's actually oh, a dress. It's uh, God, she's really pretty. <laughs> I wore this. Uh, actually, I bought this one because Keith likes me in blue, and my favorite color is green, so I bought two. I got. I wore the blue one for him today, and I'll probably wear the green one next week. Yeah, it was beautiful. But we it's had a, we had we had some Thank market pe- marketing pe- uh, market people there, so you could you could uh, get free drinks because we had seven liquor sponsors. Um, you could shop because there were all these little trinkets and jewelry and dresses. Oh, well, that's cheap different. Lots. Yeah. yeah, so we combined a pop-up marketplace with a wedding show oh, on the top floor. So it felt very like a festivity and a, fe- a, yeah. a festival, which I'm which made me trigger because when you said you have a a company called Festivities, but it was it's Festivities. I didn't correct you. Feast. I didn't correct you. Festivities. And what is that? That the is the luxury catering company. That is the high-end catering company. Then we have offshoots, which is our design division yeah. and planning company. And then we have a picnic company. Oh, my God. How big are you? Jeez. It's big. It's a big I company. To say, oh, my God. You must have a massive yeah. company. Yeah. Meryl Street but- Big. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. them, by the way. We're doing bees for a while, too, so, weren't you? Yeah. What is that? Farming? I still am. Are well, kind of, kind of. I have chickens too. Marcy, we know each other. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. I was just, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. don't act Did like you, you don't know. I have- we went to the <laughs> third place conference, which was oh, in Seattle back in, in 98, I think. Oh, chickens. my God. That far back. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Oh, chickens. I know. That's all I heard out of yes. the whole conversation. I can't. I have chickens. 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 Marcy, like, we know chickens. What? But Marcy, oh, we know each other. Chickens and bees. I have chickens. Bees. <laughs> You have bees? Chickens and bees. All right, let me just tell you why. Okay, because yeah, I, mean, I really. I mean, <laughs> I've been married for 30, 31 years. You and, need something else um, to do. <laughs> it, it, right. And, and, my, and I've been in it with my husband. So, right. you know, I mean, there's like a lot of, um, it's a, a lot of uh, time together. Um, yeah. However, yes. we got to the point where it was always about work, always about work. So we said, you know, we, we need some hobbies. So he wanted to do motorcycles. I didn't. I wanted to do the um, the ballet. He didn't. So we put all these different things into a hat. Like we wrote them down what we wanted to do for, um, and I did, you know, ballroom dancing and stuff like that. So we'd pick them out of the hat and we would both say yay or nay. So okay. it came to bees and chickens. That's what it came out to be. 
Nothing that I really said, wanted. She both said she has motorcycles. Ba- now we're beef and chickens. I love this. So no, does, so I couldn't do the motorcycle. Really good, is there a honey chicken recipe I need? To have? <laughs> honey chicken. Because, I mean, <laughs> gotta be, you probably make the best honey chicken ever. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh my god, you do that. Fresh. I don't. So fresh. I don't even cook. I don't even oh. cook. What, what do you do with the Seriously. chicken? Yeah, well. The chickens are just I paint I paint the chickens' toenails. I I I colored one pink. She was a white chicken. I made her pink. Do you remember that, Marcy? Yes. Oh my god, you made it. Now we have drag chickens and now I have drag chickens. I use the what? The eggs. Oh, we eat the eggs. Yeah, we have a ton of eggs. Yeah. Do you paint them first? Yeah. Just out of curiosity. No, Just, you no but I did. I gave I, I dyed my chicken's hair and she was gorgeous pink. Gorgeous. Was she happy with the dye job? What, I was, think her, what so. was her what was her name? <laughs> yeah, what, oh, no, I have Gertrude Chicken. That's Annie's chicken called Chicken. And um Jack. Jack's a girl though. <laughs> I love the, I chicken. love Gertrude. Gertrude, I love chicken. Yes. I love I chicken. A, my favorite cousin. That I actually, her name's Gertrude, and, and she's Gertrude a big Gertrude. Really, you don't hear that often. You don't <laughs> yeah, hear that well, name ever. Uh, her dad, her dad, Dirt and his gravel Gert is what he calls her, and I <laughs> called her Dirty Gertie or Gert in the skirt or Gert <laughs> Gertrude. Thing. So she's Gert. That's poor thing. Jeez. Oh gosh, she's hard to watch. See my phone's gonna start blowing up. Oh my up. god, Dirty Gertie. <laughs> so, I Yes. Good. Marcy, how do you fit in with all this? So I'm the immediate past president of NACE, which was South Florida. And uh-huh. then we, then Keith came on as the first VP and he stepped in as as president after my two terms. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, he's hung up. I'm sorry. I had to get rid of somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, oh, can I, oh, Keith stepped in after so that. He's okay. Not the president, and I'm the immediate past president for the third, oh, for the third okay. year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Year. Oh wow! Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's it's, and it's almost the national committee as well for education. Yeah, so I was going to transition my role before all this happened, but then of course all this happened, and I was like, no, I need to stay in place because we yeah. I gotta make I gotta make sure that the the organization survives COVID. Right? I really felt Did like you guys okay. lose a lot of members. Yes, a lot. A lot, yeah. but they'll come. They, We're not the only ones. Every chapter. Did. Oh, I know every, every chapter. Stuff. I was talking it's to Doug. Yeah. You know, Doug Quartrini works for us. Doesn't oh, he does. I. You know what? He told me he got a new job. Okay. Oh my goodness! I, what a small that's world. What, what? That's one of the bunch you steal back. You right. Steal. It, <laughs> oh, that's right. You're like he's such a good salesperson. I'm totally taking him. Yeah. But you know, but you know, the membership will come back. But uh, and oh, it actually. Will. You know, and as as it, when it when it comes to the show, Marcy and Brooke and I at the very beginning of all this, like back in April when we when we started the show, this started as a Zoom call. This this program, mm-hmm. like it was, oh, yeah. four or five of us on a Zoom call that we would push out onto Facebook, and we were like, oh, okay, you know, because we knew people had questions. I kept hearing from brides saying, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have somebody like you in my life. Right, because oh, there's just wow. the changes of date, the contracts, the stress. That right, um, and South Florida, they say between eighty and ninety percent of weddings don't have an event professional associated with them. That in a capacity like this, like planning capacity, most people try to do it on their own. But of course, then when you're going into hotels and trying to renegotiate your contract dates and minimums, and you know, it gets overwhelming. 
so we started doing this little show that we would invite like a director of catering on each week or you know it would be somebody in the industry other event planners we had a, a one show where it was nothing but event planners um, talking about what they were going through and it just kept growing it kept growing and growing and growing and growing and great. so yeah so then um and i was like i guess what is it marcy about uh, episode 18 i was like okay we're <laughs> what we i i was like i'm getting you know it, Every every Tuesday is a, is a little rough. It is a little rough to do it every yeah. single Tuesday consistently. Brand new topic. So you've day. been doing this since COVID. Yeah. Yes. We're all coming up on our year. Oh wow. We're coming up wow. on our year every Tuesday. Are you going to continue? Are you going to yeah, continue? We, yeah. Oh yes. Yeah yeah. Are yeah. you are I, you still are, are you still working as an event planner? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's getting busier than ever i mean yeah. i we lost so much business obviously or we didn't lose yeah. it it just moved moved, moved. to this yeah. but now you know there are so many people out there that um because of the show i'm going to give a lot of credit to the show because of the show it gave us a lot of exposure that we would not have gotten otherwise Great. so and and we did I, I did a lot of pr work over over the summer so you know we were in a lot of publications new york times u.s news world and report parade magazine um so and all that's starting to finally call has done an amazing job the amount of work and and time and hours each day that he's put in to make this a success is actually all due to him. Aww. I just put oh, on my eyelashes and make up and look that's pretty. Great. He is actually <laughs> the machine behind this. Well, that's and, Marcy, great. and Marcy's our etiquette expert. Because, yes, so a, she makes sure that we keep it. She's the pretty clean. polite one. <laughs> yes, the pretty polite well, you know what, the Pento one. And I'm just the mouth of the South. And we've got this workhorse up here. <laughs> but you know, you make it so easy for your for your guests. I mean, you're just it's so casual. It, you make it fun, you know. Yeah. So you have a good way about you have a great way with your guests. Well, That's wonderful. And, that a, and this well, is why I think we have the weddings and we get the bookings that we do because of this man's personality and just the yeah. way he approaches things. Oh, I, I well, yeah, that. That's really me, why um, you know my yeah. bank account looks the way it does. Well, yeah, I, I thank you, know, you for but, that. That's great. <laughs> No, but seriously, you know, and and the whole purpose of the show from the very beginning and and still continues to be to get provide as much information as possible in a joyous way. That's all. That's all we ever wanted to do with this, and that's why that's we great. had psychologists on to talk about mental health and wedding planning. That's, that's why good. we had lawyers on to talk about attrition and room blocks and contract negotiations, and that's why we have. Yeah, you know, people like you on, you know, because these are real challenges that people are facing. And if we can help a couple of people or if we have yeah. an aha moment, it's totally worth it. And and we're having a good time doing it, too. So before I know we're great. running out of time, but before Rick, I have one question I want each one of you to answer. Yeah. And the question is, what is the single number one most important thing in relation to what you do? Well, that's kind of a broad question. Well, Marcy does in, in, her invitations. Okay, we do. What is the, so what, what, the what is the number one reason I do what I do? What's the most important? Um, no, it's what is the most in, Okay, so, yes, yes. Go answer. Okay, I like what's that. The number one, yeah. yeah. What's the number one reason I do what I do? Who wants to answer first? I'll I'll go. Marcy, I'll go first. Okay. Okay, Mar oh, Marcy. Go, go, go. Go, Marcy. Okay, so I think the reason why I do what I what I do now is because I really wanted to stay in the wedding market, um, having been into it for 
30 something years. Um, Let's see. <laughs> so, yeah, we're all doing so the same I really wanted to stay into it and I really like the one on one feel. So for mm-hmm. me, being in the invitation side of things, I get to sit down one on one with my clients and get to know them a little bit more and develop their um they're setting the tone for their event. So the first thing that the guest sees is the invitation. And that's what trickles everything else off of that. When their guests are walking in, they have an expectation based on what they've seen from the invitation. So I think. And you don't have to work weekends. What was that? And you don't don't have to work work weekends. weekends. And I don't have to work weekends. And that's a big thing. <laughs> Especially those late Saturday nights and lying on the couch on Sunday or Monday when I get the day off. Right. What about you, Meryl? Right, right, Why do you right. do what you do? Well, you know, I, I don't. I didn't tell you this before, but uh, mm-hmm. even though we have these three companies, I'm not there the day to day anymore. And I left the day to day about seven years ago, and my husband just runs all the companies. It's because I wanted to give back. And Mike, Mike Roman, I don't know if you remember him, but Mike Roman mm-hmm. was my mentor. And he had said to me a while back, he says, you need to start giving back to the industry. You've gotten mm-hmm. a lot from it and we need more people to give back. So, and I love speaking. I love teaching. I, I know that um, as I ran a sales team of 22 for years and years and years, and I know what works and what doesn't work. So yeah. I said, yeah, I'm go. this is what I'm going to do. So what I love about what I do now, because I, I do um, sales training, I do speaking, I do consulting, I do all this. And, and prior to COVID, I was hopping around all over the country. And loving and going into companies and just and and leaving there saying, oh, my God, I I helped them. And that to me was the was better than any pride. pride Um, It was helping the companies and that and, and letting, you know, feeling that. I made a difference. And that to me is, um, and I think that my husband says it all the time, all the stuff you've done with the catering and the design and all that leads to this moment of where mm-hmm. you're the happiest. And that's what it is. Okay, um, Keith, you're up. Um, I, I love making people happy. I mean, there is very I can few, see that. but there's very few jobs in this world where you have the impact that um, I do on people's lives. You, you you know, most people have a birth, a death, a baby, a marriage. You know, there are very specific, big markers in most human beings' lives. And to have a position that has that much influence on having a day that they love, uh, that they will remember forever, that, that it is ultra important, that it is as good as it possibly can, you know, and, and, and I know that I can do that. I know that I'm, I'm the best at what I do and I'm That's a, I'm a pra- but I'm a practical yeah, yeah. planner, right? I'm a practical planner. I don't give a crap about those luxurious weddings that, that to me is all BS when people talk about, Oh, I want to go after a luxury wedding. Screw you. Luxury weddings can blow me as far as I'm, as I'm concerned, because I feel like that's all fluff. You know, the, at the end of the day, it's more important to make sure that your guests are having a great time, that the experience, the memory is everything. You know, if there, if it brings you nothing but warmth and laughter and joy, then I did, did my job. 
luxury wedding just means like that, that they have they have a a larger budget. Good, mm -hmm. but it doesn't change the the emotional impact of a great memory. <laughs> you know, money doesn't buy a good memory. It just doesn't. That's right. No, you know, you're right. It helps. I will take it. Yeah. I will absolutely take it. If you have a larger budget and you want to do three days of you know parties, I will absolutely spend your money for you. But I'm not going to do it stupidly. You know, I'm not going to just you know spend thirty thousand dollars on flowers because I can. It doesn't make sense. So yeah, yeah I'm more. That's of, good. I, I like that. And I think it probably works against me in some instances because I, you know, I, uh, I, I, you know, when we talk about building the dream, I build mm -hmm. the dream in reality. I don't sugarcoat stuff. I, it is, you know, here I talk about emotional dollars. What is, you know, if, when we spend this money, does it make sense emotionally? Will it have an emotional impact on, on your guests, on your bride? That's good. It, Right. So it's, you know, emotional dollar for dollar and like favors. I hate favors. I think favors are a huge waste of money most of the time. And people, right. and I'm like, did that favor add any emotion to the event? Did it make people happy? Did it make them smile? Did they want to keep it? Is it, and how many did we have to throw out? <laughs> so many. I'm like, put that to like a Frost 321 company. You and know, that's in my repertoire too. But yeah. I, you but know, these days, people, there's so many other things that you can enhance the wedding with. I mean, what, do a menu card, what, do a, you know, the napkins, do well, something it, else that's going to add to the look. And the invitation is everything. When you open that invitation, it gives you an immediate yeah. sense right. of what that wedding is going to be. You but know, the, you're like, the menu at, your, at the table setting, when your guests walk up and they see the menu, that also enhances the whole look of that table. It gives you an visual feeling. And then Brooke, what about yeah. you, honey? Yeah. Well, pretty much I Keith answered it like verbatim. So what I will tell you <laughs> is this. I'm gonna flip the script a little bit. Okay. Um for, so because that's exactly what I do why I do what I do. That's why I'm his assistant. We share the same brain and this we have the same heart and love for what we do. So there's uh -huh. that. True. I will say this that I'll give you a weakness and a struggle. For me, always be on time. Be on time and be good. transparent. Those are my two most important That's things. That's good. I struggle with being on time, Keith, as, as Keith knows, and Marcy. Mm -hmm. That's all right. I always tell the truth, whether he likes it or not. Yeah. But I'm always transparent with him. So that I, which has formed a great friendship with us as far as that goes, oh, as well as a, a boss and employee. But always be on time and always be transparent. And don't be good to just get slaughtered. Not yeah, I know. She always says that. She always says, greedy pigs get slaughtered. My grandma so. left me her fur coat and a bracelet and that piece of advice. Greedy pigs get slaughtered. Don't, and I don't, be, don't be greedy or you'll get you'll be taken to the slaughterhouse. Anyway, we are so over time. Yeah. Um, this is fun. Thank you. But thank you for playing answer with Brooke Stoner. Yay, I want to let everybody know that the movie that I was talking about is yeah. called Get a Job, and it's with Ali Wong. Get, get a, a job. job. It was very cute. You know, it was a very lighthearted movie. It was on, okay. you know, watched it. I think it was on Friday night. And we just said, oh, there, there was nothing on. I'm like, okay, so let's watch a lighthearted movie. All right, where, my love. Where did you Everybody. watch it? Where, where was it? On Netflix? I think Netflix. Well, don't worry. Okay. We can stay on. I just need to go ahead and get to a point where we end this broadcast. So everybody say goodbye. Bye, Bye everybody. It was Goodbye. nice meeting everybody. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>